Okay, well, look, um, what we were going to do <coughs> as point one today, as I mentioned, we w I wanted to invite um, Tim and Leslie Bauer, who um, have been members of uh, uh, Hope Church in Bromley for the last 15 years, and they're part of the regions beyond Bit of New Frontiers. And uh, they are planting a church into Tunbridge. Uh, this is different to the church that was planted by New Life, which uh, happened a few years ago. Uh, that that plant didn't work, so they closed it. Uh, so there's been no New Frontiers uh, presence in Tunbridge uh, since then. So uh, Tim and Leslie have really felt a sense of the call of God to go to Tunbridge. And uh, they've already gathered about, um, I think it's between 20 and 30 people. Um, I guess mainly from, from the kind of Bromley, Orpington, um, uh, 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 Biggin Hill sort of area. And uh, they were going to come tonight and they were going to tell us about, you know, the plant and what's going on. Um, Leslie, unfortunately, though, um, has been taken really ill. And I, to be honest, I couldn't quite make out from Tim what exactly was wrong. But he said that she's suddenly become extremely tired all the time to the point of they're wondering whether something quite serious has happened. Um, so I just said, well, look, Tim, we'll pray for you. Because they're, they're our new nearest, one of our nearest New Frontiers neighbours. So I said, look, we want to be as good to you as we can and help you as much as we possibly can. So I wonder if we could just stand and pray for Leslie, um, that they, the doctors would firstly find out what was wrong, and secondly, that God would just come and give her energy and strength. So can we just all call out together for, for Leslie? Can we do that now? And Lord, we pray now for the church in Tunbridge. Lord, we ask you for blessing on them. Father, we ask that they will accelerate. Father, we ask you that they'd uh, find people, uh, the right people coming to join in with them. Father, we ask they could move from being a monthly meeting to a weekly meeting. Father, we pray, find, we pray that they'd find roots very quickly. Father, we ask for great success, Lord, on this uh, church plant. Father, we ask you, give us opportunity to bless them, Lord, as Hope Church Sevenoaks. Lord, help us to bless Hope Church Tunbridge. Father, we ask you, let, let uh, uh, just, we call out to you, let them um, uh, just accelerate in terms of numbers and growth. Father, we pray, bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Okay, thank you. Uh, it'd be great, wouldn't it, at some point to hear from Tim. So I, I'll keep in contact with him and perhaps one day he can come and uh, give us a bit more update, which would be great. Okay, um, next thing. Obviously, at the beginning of this year, we employed Ian. Yeah. yeah. And the Lettingtons took the big decision to move from Bury and uh, up Sticks and, the, you know, I think something of God in that, um, heard the call of God. So uh, Ian and Gemma and the, and the three kids came and settled in. And I just thought it'd be great to get an update from Ian as to how they're doing. So, Ian. Good evening. Um, 
Yes, so we, we kind of really started in January, moved just before Christmas, um, went on a cheeky little holiday uh, in between and started in January. And uh, to be honest, at first it was quite weird. And because life was so busy, uh, we were part of the leadership of the church there, um, had, you know, as you know, you've probably, they've probably run into you, three young children at some point. Apologies about that in advance if they haven't. Um, and running a business as well. And it was literally every night we had stuff on or I had stuff on. Um, and life was full on. And then we came here. We'd obviously given, I'd given the business away to the guy that I'd trained up, young guy. And um, I had evenings free at, at first. And it was, well, it was just weird. Me and Gemma had to talk to each other and stuff like that. It was... <laughs> It's very strange, but our marriage is much better for it. I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear. Um, yeah, it, it's not, not everything's been straightforward, but I think that's all part of the, of the challenge um, when God calls you, and God clearly did call us. Um, we were just talking a couple of days ago, Gemma and I, about our holiday last year in 2016, and... We drove down to the, the uh, French Alps, um, holidaying with our friends down there. Great holiday. Um, and we were making all sorts of plans about the business. And we were uh, talking about taking on apprentices and um, getting more vans, leasing more vans and bringing on more people so I could kind of come away from being on the tools myself. And, um, and then when we got there, we were holidaying with our friends, Dave and Anna, who are now leading the church, kind of is taken over from leading from Norman. Um, and we were making all sorts of plans for the church as well. And Gemma and I were just saying, God must have just been laughing his head off when, uh, when we were making all these plans. Because to us, they were good plans. Well, we thought they were. And God kind of said, well, what about my plans? And then I got a phone call from Adam in August, I think end of August, beginning of September. And then kind of things changed from there on in. But um, we are so pleased to be here because it's the will of God on our lives. And it's a hard thing to, to, to actually ask, do you really want the will of God for your life? Because our will was to stay in Bury St. Edmunds, to carry on building a business and stay with our friends, our really good friends who we'd made over the last six years. But, but God. And there's some big but gods in scripture and uh, this was a big but, but God in our life. Um, just a, a few kind of details, really, of the family. Uh, uh, there was one school place uh, in the whole of Seven Oaks for Elijah, who was in year two when we came. So that kind of narrowed it down, and we put him in that place. Um, but unfortunately, things didn't really work out too well for him there. Um, he is his father's son. Uh, he got in a few scrapes, um, and he was kind of losing interest in his reading, which he really, really loved before, before that. Um, just kind of unhelpful influences um, and we've now been able to move him and get him in a fantastic school and, and, and Eden and actually this is also a tes testimony of the faithfulness of God in our lives actually because this was virtually impossible to get him into this school, get them both in um, and probably back in, gosh, April, May time Malcolm and Adam and I were praying about that. I said, look, guys, this will be a miracle if Eden and Elijah will start at this school in September because it's one of the most popular schools in the town, 
one of the best in the county. And I think in the Sunday Times list, it was 24th best school, state primary school in the country. And we, we prayed. We said, Lord, can you do it? Can you? And we prayed. And there was this moment that will probably stick with me for the rest of my life. Malcolm just said at the end of the prayer, it's done. You don't need to worry about it anymore. And, and amazingly, that was it. It was just, it was just saying, Malcolm almost declared it and said, it's done. And they're in. And they're loving it. They're loving the school. And Elijah's behavior has changed. He's becoming polite again. And <laughs> he's, he's got his sister in less headlocks since he started. It's only one a week now when it was probably every other day. So it's, it, it's fantastic. He, he probably, Elijah and Gemma are the ones that have probably been affected the most out of it all the girls have loved it the girls love coming here they love being with you guys they love playing with your children and um yeah been fantastic actually when I came to preach here in October last year slightly overshare but I took Eden to the toilet and when we were there she said to me daddy can we come to this church now and we were already kind of talking about it I said well I'll see what I can do um um so it's been great. And Gemma is really missing her friends. Um, we made some really good friends. We were in the same stage of life with all of these uh, kind of four or five families in the church there in Bury St. Edmunds. And uh, it's been tough on her. But actually, God's been really shaping our character over the last nine months, ten months now. Gosh, Christmas is coming. Um, but... God has really shaped us and been speaking to us and we've really just been open. And actually that time that we've now had to step away from the craziness of being busy every single day, we've stepped back and God has really spoken to us and we've really tried to um, listen to what he said. Um, And yeah, we we miss Bury St. Edmunds. Seven Oaks is a great place to be. I mean, he's not called us to Baghdad, let's be honest. Um, Seven Oaks is a, a lovely place to live, but... We really missed our friends and, and what was going on there. But, but God, and in Philippians 3, 12, Paul talks about the upward call of Jesus Christ on his life and he's pressing towards that goal because actually that is more important to me and Gemma than anything else, the upward call of Jesus Christ on our life. And we love the church. We love the body of Christ. And actually, we feel like we've been called here for a reason. And God said... Go and, and you will be fruitful. And I believe that that's already starting. We've seen, I think it's nine people saved this year. I think I'm an evangelist, so I'm going to round it up to 50. We've seen 50 people saved this year. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, 50 people. We want 50 more, Lord. No, I think it's about nine. Adam's quite particular about the numbers, but... Yes, so we've seen nine people saved, which is amazing. That's nine people's eternal destiny that's been changed. Not just because of us. We're working as a team, but we feel like it's to do with the obedience of the church and our obedience as well. Um, In terms of evangelism, uh, kind of testing the water a bit with certain things because what works in Bury St. Edmunds might not work here. And I think it's going to take at least a year or so for me to just figure out and and seek God on what works well because actually I don't want to come up with just my own good ideas as 
as we already heard, my plans don't always work out to the best anyway. Um, but I just want to see what the Spirit's saying, actually, while we're here, because we, we want God's plans for our outreach and our evangelism. Um, we did uh, a uh, street evangelism stuff at Easter. We handed out chocolate eggs and stuff like that, which was weird as well, because people were turning them down, weren't they? I'm like, turning down free chocolate. I mean, the world's, you know, yeah. We live in a fallen world. People are turning away free chocolate. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I, we'll buy more. Exp- they were from Lidl, to be fair. <laughs> Love a Lidl. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Ferrero Rocher. Uh, the ambassador loves them. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I can go off on a tangent, really, when I've not got preaching notes. But, um, yeah, so we're just kind of seeing how the, the land lies, really. I'm trying a few new things. Sorry, I was going out on the streets. I lost my train of thought, trying to be funny. Um, handing out free chocolate. And we, we, we met a lady who we invited to the Easter service. She came along, then came to Alpha, got saved. And that was kind of, you know, that's perfect progression, really. That's what you want. And we kind of, I'm still in touch with her. She's not here all, all the time, but still in touch occasionally. She, she turns up out of the blue as well, now and again. So, but, but it's difficult. So we're just, I'm just kind of seeking God, really, on what, what he wants us to do as a church. Um, yeah, really enjoying discipling people as we're here. That's kind of part of what Gemma and I said to Adam and Rachel when we met with them, and, and Malcolm and Kim as well, we said that, this was part of what we did, was discipling younger people and wanting to raise up leaders as well. And I started a, um, uh, a, a kind of younger guys group that meeting sporadically through the year. We're meeting again in November, just because I want to put stuff into these guys, because I believe that we're called here because this church is going to increase in number significantly. And as a result of that, we need leaders. So that's really part of what we're doing as well. Um, and hospitality as well. And if you haven't been around for, for lunch or dinner yet, apologies, but you will. Um, that's just what we, we want to do. We can draw people in. And, um, yeah, we're just excited to be here. We love serving the church. We love you guys. I mean, it's great being called back because we get to spend time with lots of friends that have really impacted our lives over the years. So it's been a, um, a real privilege. Uh, we're just finally in in the middle of trying to purchase a house which again God has just been so faithful over um, we felt that God spoke to us and said to wait until September to buy a house and funnily family and other people we'd spoken to said yeah but if the, you know if a good house comes up the right one you'll go for it and we said no we won't we won't we're gonna wait God said we both felt separately God speak to us that God said wait until September and we did and um, we bought the one house that we both agreed on because the, all the others we argued about. Um, <laughs> but God, again, has just been so faithful through that process because I, I'm not sure if you're aware of the house prices, but Suffolk house prices transferring to Seven Oaks house prices don't go too well. Um, but God has given us a, an amazing place that needs a bit of work, um, but we'll end up with something amazing and probably better than what we had in Bury St Edmunds 
God is just faithful. Isn't he great? Um, and that's about it, really. Well, we love having this guy around, don't we? And, um, uh, you know, he has been a tremendous blessing. And I do believe that when you set aside somebody for a specific task, God honours that. So those nine saved this year, nine saved. Praise God, that's fantastic. You know, um, I think God's honoured that. So that's just fantastic. And it's lovely to see these uh, people being nurtured as well on Tuesday lunchtime. It's great to see the hospitality you brought. Those are the three clear things you bring, and they're great to have. So um, obviously when Ian was at uh, uh, Barry St. Edmunds, he was an elder at, uh, uh, at the church alongside Norman and Dave. And uh, when Ian came, we did have that conversation to say, well, let's just see how you get on with the church and see how you get on. But we kind of got that in the back of our minds, but we won't be talking about that. I, I have to say, I feel I'd like to bring Ian into eldership. So, yeah, great. I'm uh, superb. That's a great response. So um, I'd like to do that in the new year. Uh, we're current, ha- currently having a conversation with Paul Mann. I'd really love Paul to come and to, to speak and to lay hands on Ian. And we're going to invite some of the New Frontiers family as well to come, some of the other elders around. Uh, so it's probably going to be early February. Um, that's the kind of date that we're penciling in, probably around about the 10th, something like that, which will be a, a Saturday afternoon. So we're going to have tea together, and um, we're going to hear Paul speak, and we're going to lay hands on this guy and um, uh, do that. So uh, if you would like to come and have a conversation with me about that, please do. You know where I am. Um, just knock on my door, and, um, and we can have a conversation. That'd be great. But that is my plan. Okay, so that's really good. Fantastic. Um, one thing I would like to do, I wonder if we could just pray for Ian. You've been getting headaches, though, haven't you? Yeah. What, a couple of months, something like that? Okay, right. Would you like to stand up? Let's get round, Ian. Shall we just pray for him? And we're going to ask that God will take these away.
Great. Good. Good, good, good. Okay. Um, I'd like to bring you up to speed now with uh, progress on um, this building. So in June, we took an offering which raised... Steve, can you remember how much you raised? £24,911. Oh, okay. Well, that's how much you raised. <laughs> Very good. Um, and obviously, we claimed some tax back on that as well. So that, that bumped that up a little bit higher as well. So that includes the tax, does it? Oh, okay. Right. Um, which is fantastic. Fantastic amount of money. So um, uh, that's enabled uh, the three of us, Malcolm, myself, and Ian, to get hold of two architects that really come from your... That's your world, isn't it, Mal? Um, did you want to come and comment on this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we we engaged um, two architects. Uh, one that um, was involved in a large church project from a previous church that um, Kim and I went to in Beckenham. And the other one uh, has just... Uh, or, or the project is just finished at Otford Methodist Church. I don't know whether you've had the the opportunity to see that building. It's an amazing building. It's, it's a fantastic building that I felt I lived with over every day because my brother was managing the project. So I went through the stresses and strains of, of all that, not to the same degree, but um, I witnessed it. Uh, but the architect did a fantastic job. And so, um, we, so we invited him as well. And so in the first instance, what we've... Uh, and there was going to be another architect as well uh, that's familiar to New Frontiers, but for some reason he didn't materialise, did he? So, so we have um, uh, two architects who both are very positive, and they came and, uh, with, with the three of us. Uh, we had a walk around the building, and our hearts are to... What we feel God has said is that this... is is that we need to have a meeting hall uh, for 500 people with all the um, associated um, ancillary rooms and facilities, kitchen and meeting area, children's work, etc., etc. And it, it's really interesting because um, Jackie was saying that since we did the crèche, which was much bigger than what we needed for the crèche, but already the, the crèche is full, isn't it? Jackie, and you need more space, don't you? And it's, it's like, as we, as we responded to the word of God, so, um, so that it gets filled up. So uh, what we've asked them to do uh, by the middle of November is to come back with uh, proposals uh, to, uh, to proposals, as, as, and we set, a, we set a brief of what, of what we are looking for, so that they come back so that we can weigh these proposals up on a like-for-like -like basis, both in terms of cost, that we're, we're expecting some uh, ancillary drawings that will, um, or, or um, provisional drawings, really, that will just demonstrate their vision and scope for the church as we've tried to portray it to them. And so we're, we're waiting for that. That's coming back in, um, in November. And there's there's more than enough money, money in the budget to get to this position. And then we need to um, then consider ha about how we're going to take it forward, whether we're going to do it in certain phases so that it's affordable to the church, all these sorts of questions that need to be answered. And they, they, they're, they're good guys, so they, they're equipped with this. And uh, as an aside to that as well, we're, we're also 
making some inquiries about um, fundraising because be, 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 it's quite amazing. In, in, the, in the church in Otford, they raised almost half of the funds. It was a million pound project uh, and at least or upwards of half of, half of that, 500,000 pounds came from donations from certain bodies that if you're doing a good work in the community, there are certain agencies that will give money, which is just amazing, isn't it? You know, so that's so we're looking into that as well. Okay, so I just wanted to know what what the latest is. So, so obviously, when hello, uh, yeah, we haven't put the planning application in. That would be the first stage. So um, that we plan to do that before the end of the year. That's a good point, actually. It may well be worth doing that. Um, I, I'm not convinced at, in the short term that uh, the development of this building would include the roof. I mean, it, who, who knows? We'll have to see what they say. So um, uh, I think it probably would be sensible to press on with that and just see if we can get planning permission. Uh, to, to be honest, the, the what we're hearing about uh, signs across roofs isn't very good. So um, I suspect Seven Oaks will come back and say no, um, because it's something to do with the way signs fit on roofs. They're okay on the front of buildings, because they can sit flat on a roof, but if they sit on a roof, um, uh, for technical reasons, apparently that's not so good. So. So, but yeah, that's something, it's not, we haven't forgotten about that. Okay. But that's no, exciting, isn't it? And I just think this whole thing about uh, just increasing the size and then God fills it. I just, increasingly, we're, we're feeling that, aren't we, guys? That just the sense of, no, you when, you, when you step out, God meets you. So you make the bigger space and God says, okay, well done, that's faith. I'm going to now fill that. And uh, so I just feel there's something in that. as a faith thing about um increasing the size of the, the building as well. So, okay, and obviously uh, mid-November, uh, we will let you know what the deal is at the, the next appropriate time, whether it be a family meeting in the new year or something like that. Right, so uh, Mr. Forbes, come and tell us about kids' work because it's going well, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's going very well. Um, I don't know if you noticed that uh, there are a lot more children in church recently than there have been for a while, which is, is a good thing, <laughs> honest. Um, but it has consequences. About, I suppose, beginning of last year, um, we realised that uh, we were all in one group, and um, it was a bit like plasticine. Instead of having a nice red and a nice blue and a nice yellow, it was all kind of a bit brown and icky. Um, and teaching a bunch of children that went from five all the way up to ten sorry, um, didn't work so well. And the truth of it was we weren't serving the children as well as we might. So we talked about it and we prayed about it and we talked about it and we prayed about it and we decided to divide the two groups into two. Um, and we did it. And it just works really well, doesn't it? You know, uh, we arranged for Ian and Gemma to move down. That was a help as well. Uh, Dirk and Vicky uh, appeared uh, I'm not quite sure where they appeared from, but they turned out to be skilled and experienced uh, children's workers. 
And um, it's just very good. The children are now taught in age-appropriate uh, lessons, so it's, it's much more appropriate for them, and it's good. Um, it's just really good. <laughs> uh, today, about 10, which was like, where did they all go? But I think it's about 20, usually, um, across the two age groups, which is, which is plenty. Um, but we seem to be acquiring new children, new families on a regular basis. Um, the children themselves are, are delightful. If you come and visit this church, I know the preaching's all right and the worship's, that's okay as well, and the chairs are lovely. <laughs> but if you bring children to the church and they visit downstairs, if they don't have a good time, they're not coming back. But the ch- our children are, are very sweet, very kind, very welcoming, and they're made to feel at home. And uh, kids sort of come here and visit and stay, and it feels like they've been here forever, which is a wonderful thing. Um, that's about it, really. It's really good. I mean, like Ian said, um, my hope and prayer and belief is, I mean, we've got a lovely, sweet bunch of children, but I, I hope that the Lord will fill it with little Herberts, if that's a theological term, which will be a challenge, um, but one I'm sure he can meet. Yeah. There you go. So, but look, I'm, I'm here, but I'm only the sort of glamorous front end of the operation. There's a, there's a lot of people involved in the team. There's, there's Lindsay, there's Ian, Gemma's not here. Matthew's here, a lot of people, they do most of the heavy lifting, so there's a lot of people who, who are running about, um, working hard, diligently, prayerfully, doing a really good job for the, for the children, the church, and for God, so it's, it's good. Thank you. Andy, what we, what, what, in terms of our kids' work, what were we averaging sort of a year, 18 months ago, in terms of numbers? 10 to 12, and now we're, it's doubled in number. Yeah, okay, that's fantastic. Um, I know um, we had one day when we had 27 kids in the building. We had eight in creche, and we had the rest of them were downstairs. So we are just getting used to the idea that more kids are coming in, which is just wonderful. It's just wonderful, really. Again, it's just having some faith, isn't it? Hearing God, thinking we don't have enough kids workers but we're still going to divide our kids work into two because it's the right thing we feel God's and then as we've done it God has brought brought teachers who are able to handle it and the numbers have gone up so you just think okay it's good this isn't it it's good this faith thing it's great and uh, there's a couple that's just started to come among us and uh, they've been in a church and I just said oh yeah what, what did you do so they said oh we were involved in kids work I said oh great you know what was that like? He said, well, there were 170 kids. So it was, I'm thinking 170. <laughs> right, Lord, okay, well. I, I hadn't thought that number, but yeah, fine. <laughs> but just good. I, I would really like it, actually, if we could pray for Andy. He's, he's very, you know, he's very humble in the way, but actually he's doing a great job, and so is the team. And we are really grateful for the work that's done every single week. And it's all because it's downstairs, it's sort of out of sight to the majority of us. But actually, a lot of our kids come up and they say, we love kids' work. I mean, your kids have said that, haven't they? Just how much they enjoy it. We had uh, one of the new families round today. Actually, we've had a couple of the new families round for lunch. And they've all said that their kids just love coming. And the couple we had round today said that, you know, we... They'd moved churches and they'd been to a few other places, and um, but 
the kids weren't that keen on going back. But here they were saying, can we go back there? So their kids were really keen to go. So it's just a testimony really of how great a job Andy and everybody is doing with the kids' work. And yeah, and my kids love it as well. Right, Mr Forbes, can you stand up, please? We're going to pray for you. For the whole team, Lindsay, can you come over? Everyone who's involved in kids' work, can you just come to the front here? We're just going to pray for you again and ask for just more grace and blessing. I think, I think we should ask for more. That's what we should ask for. So come on, let's pray. We've prayed for, um, in our hearts, we, we see a church that is vibrant with young families and couples and just increase in expansion. That's where we see, and it's amazing how God is starting to bring these young families in. And so, Lord, we, we ask you that right from the earliest of ages, from creche, Lord, all that Jackie and her team are doing in creche, Father, we ask for great blessing upon these babies, Lord, that they would encounter the Spirit of God and then... As they get up to, up to the age of four, Lord, we, Lord, that they will taste and see that there is a God. And, Lord, that even that they'll go back to their families and speak about the things of God, Lord, that he will become so real to them. And, and then, Lord, from up to 16, Lord, 11 and 16 and beyond, so that, Lord, there is a real harvest, Lord, for Jeeves and his team in Ignite, Father, that there is just this ongoing progression, Lord, of children hearing about the word of God and responding to him and becoming prophets and evangelists and teachers and even the apostles to come, Lord Jesus, pastors. Lord, we ask you for a great release of your abundant blessing upon our children. And Lord, we call all those in that are yet to come in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we pray for great anointing upon Andy and the whole team, Lindsay, Paul, Lord, Matthew, Gemma and Ian, Lord, all of them, Father, we know that Dick and, uh, Dick, uh, Dirk and Dicky, sorry, <laughs> that could have been a bit of a, bit of a, a naughty tongue tie, Lord, we ask you for great blessing upon them, Father, and for the release of your anointing, it is your anointing, Lord, it's your anointing, we, we crave your anointing, for, Lord, for our church, in Jesus' name, and for all our children. Lord, bless this. It's a treat coming up, Lord. Let it be a great blessing right over the, Lord, upon the, the, the area around, Lord, in, in the whole of, of our town and district, Lord. May people hear that there is a God who loves them and he's miraculously working in people's lives today. Lord, we declare that God is good over all that you're doing in Jesus' name.
Amen. See a picture of a, a Russian doll, and it's sort of in reverse. Normally, you take you know the, the the lid off the big one, and it gets smaller and smaller. But I see it in reverse. I see there's a small one, and then I see uh, the slightly larger one being put on over the top of it, and then another one, and then another one. And I feel God would say to you, get get ready for increase. You need to prepare yourself for the next size up. Uh, it just uh, you almost need to put that on. As just as you put the little one into the slightly bigger one, I just think God would say to you, yeah, just begin to get your head around uh, increase. Begin to think in this way. Begin to think, well, I've got X number now, but this time next year, I'm going to have a few more. So how am I going to cope with that? What do we need? Begin to ask me now, I think the Lord would say, for the teachers that you'll need and for the resources that you'll need and for the space that you'll need. Begin to have faith that I will do these things. Uh, but I just see that as you do that, then the next size comes, and then the next size comes. I just feel God wants you to have faith for this. This isn't just a, uh, uh, we're not just blessing these kids, but you are walking with Jesus in it. And you're seeing the increase of his kingdom amongst it. Don't undervalue what you do, because actually this is where God is. God is, God is working amongst our kids. So Father, we pray for blessing now over the team. Every member of the team, Father, let the blessing of God come. Let faith rise up in their hearts for more, I pray. I pray, Lord, Andy and the others will be saying, we haven't got enough space before long, Lord. I pray that they would give us problems, Lord, like that. I pray for that, Father. So bless them, we ask in Jesus' name. So, Andy, I'm not sure how you've um, come to this post of being uh, in charge of the kids' being in charge of the kids' ministry. And I, I feel maybe you kind of accepted it because it was the right thing to do. But I think God would say you are very man, very much the man that he has chosen for this gifting. And I think God is going to be surprising you with such a diversity to your gifting. Uh, and it's really about you uh, strengthening your relationship with Father in heaven. And as that relationship uh, deepens and uh, strengthens, God is actually going to use you to speak into the lives of these children to teach and to release. So you will be doing much more than the parents do because he's going to give you the eyes to, to really see and uh, extract the gifting and highlight the gifting in them and release them into their destiny. So it's actually quite, it, it's not that, oh, I've just landed with this, maybe initially quite half-hearted and it was the right thing to do and to serve God, but actually you are in quite the prime of your destiny to call out destinies into these children and also to train and equip more um, leaders. So it is quite um, a huge task, but it's about you strengthening your relationship with Father in heaven. And I just see you as I see you on the road cycling and just having fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Just having fun with them and, um, and showing them a different realm of fatherhood, just having fun and um, not in a controlled fashion. And I think there's something specific about that, just them knowing the freedom of the Father's love in and through you as you learn more from Father, then you relay that to him. So we bless and honor you in your ministry. And, you know, it's, it's quite fine to want to be in the background, but God is from time to time going to call you to 
to the front and you'll have to rise up to that. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to give you <laughs> a few trials. So I think get ready for that, for diversity to your gifting and um, yeah, just shining more as well for him. Amen. Wow, that's great. Okay. We need to hear about the finances. Steve. Adam asked me to uh, do a little thing on finances. So uh, about a week and a half later, I had a 16-page presentation ready with uh, multicolored, multidimensional pie charts that were going to flow, scatter graphs, 3D histograms, the whole lot. I mean, and then he said, you've only got five minutes. So, uh, <laughs> so you got two pages, that's it. Very, very, no, next time. Okay, next time we'll do the charts, I promise. Okay, we keep it very simple, right? That's what you want, nice and simple. So I thought I'd just generalize, I'd just describe what it is we do, and then put a few numbers to it as well, and, and that'll be it. We are, we, Hope Church Seven Oaks is a company uh, uh, under guarantee. Um, so we have to meet all the normal requirements of a, of a company. Uh, in addition, I guess, we've, we've got the charities commissions as well. So uh, be assured that um, the company is well managed, well regulated, well controlled. Uh, we have a calendar year. So January to December. So we're coming towards the end of 2017, obviously. At the conclusion of which, we call in a fully independent third-party company that does our books and produces a, a set of accounts. Um, these are then filed uh, in about May, June next year uh, with the appropriate authorities, Companies House, Charities Commission, uh, and again, if any of you want copies, these are public documents. So send an email to Adam, uh, and we can email you a, a, a copy of that. Uh, and, and the process really kickstarts for us uh, in, in about this time of year in terms of producing a, a budget. Um, much like any company out there, if you don't budget, <laughs> then how can you how can you know that you're you're, you're controlling your expenses and your, your income is, is appropriate. So that's exactly what we do, just like a normal company. Uh, and, and we'll be doing that before the end of the year. That then goes to the auditors for their input and their approval. Uh, and that's how we manage ourselves through the year. So it, it's like any other company I've ever been involved in in the last 45 years. Um, not, nothing different. Um, and uh, all very, um, uh, very prudent, very prudent. That's a good term, isn't it, Paul? Very prudent, yeah, very good term. Um, so uh, in terms of round numbers, let's talk about numbers. Uh, we budget, we have budgeted for 2017, income and expenditure, the same, uh, at roughly 200,000 pounds. So that's what we expect to come in, and we base that, and we based that obviously last year upon previous years. That's typically what you do, um, and we look at what we call core giving. 
in other words, uh, you know, the standing orders, uh, the, the Sunday giving, um, and, and basically build a budget based on that. Um, like any company I've ever been involved in, on the expenditure side, if you budget an expenditure, you can guarantee you're going to spend that. Um, not so on the income side. So that's very much a, a, an act of faith, uh, and, and we all have that for, for the church in terms of moving forward. So rough numbers for this year, 200,000. How are we doing? We're doing pretty much exactly on budget in terms of both income and in terms of expenditure. So uh, it's not a pat yourself on the back thing. It's a, I mean, the budget was good, uh, and we've, we've controlled that you know, through, the, through, the, through the year. Um, last year, how did we do? Well, we did a little better than budget, uh, but that was very much uh, as a result of one-offs, one-off legacies, one-off gifts that were given to the church. We don't budget one-off gifts. Really unbudgetable, if, if such a thing exists. Um, where are we for the first eight months of the year? Um, obviously, we talked about the special offering, uh, uh, but you know, other, otherwise, right bang on budget. Um, uh, the thing I always bang on about is gift aid. Um, you know, it's we have a government, we have a law that currently uh, gives us you know 25p on the pound back. Um, if we all of our core giving had been gift aidable for the first eight months, we would have banked something in excess of six thousand pounds extra. Now I know that there, you know, not all in, not all gifts can be gift aided because uh, for, from people who do not pay tax or do not pay capital gains tax or income tax, to be more precise. So that's always going to be with us, but it's worth flagging up. Uh, and particularly, I think, for Sunday givings, you know, we, we have the, the envelopes out there now, and uh, it's always something that, you know, I, I keep banging on about until <laughs> I, I get boring. Um, uh, finally, cash. Uh, any, like any other business, cash is king. And uh, we, we try to maintain cash levels at about two months of uh, general expenditure. Again, approved by the auditors, uh, and we've been managing to do that for the last, uh, last four or five years now. And, and again, we're pretty much bang on that within a thousand pounds. Two months expenditure is about 34,000 right now. So um, we're, we're about there. So, so far, yeah, um, it's it's good. It's fun. Uh, oh, I should say, I mean, we meet six times a year. The trustees meet every month. Uh, uh, we have a wonderful external uh, bookkeeper who produces everything, thanks to all the input that Jane and, and Phil produce for them. Uh, uh, that gets sent to me. Uh, I churn it through the sausage grinder and, and send out a report every month to all the trustees. So that process goes on all the time. Um, and uh, so we're, we're on top of things. Okay. Any questions, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, would you mind? Just the, the honest truth is, with finances, the vast majority find them totally boring. And um, uh, I know, sorry about that, Steve. <laughs> 
But, but I think if you have a real question, please come and talk to Steve. I'm not saying don't ask the question. Do ask the question by all means, but just have the conversation after, if you don't mind. Um, that'd be great. No, I just want to say th I'm really grateful to Steve and to Jane, who do an awful lot of the finance side of it, look after it. And um, uh, just so that you know as well, one of the procedures in place is I physically don't get my hands on any money. So um, it's just considered to be a prudent uh, thing to do for any organisation. So anyone who's the lead elder does not touch money. Um, so I have input into it, and I can advise what I think should be done it, uh, done with it, uh, but I don't actually physically touch it. And I think that's just sensible, really. And it's good for any church to do that, so it's good for you to know that as well. But uh, I'm also very grateful because Steve also will say to me occasionally, he'll just step in and say, hey, we're doing well, but now you need to stop spending. Okay, he said that a month or two ago. Okay, and I honour that because we put Steve in as the treasurer, and he's a guardian in that in that regard, and he comes in to help. So I listen to what Steve says, because I don't always understand the finances. <laughs> and so I just need to hear what he says. So I, I'm grateful to you, Steve. Thank you. Okay, um, final thing of the night, just five minutes to go. If you could just put this up. I just want to make sure that everyone is aware of what's coming over the next uh, uh, few months in the run-up to Christmas. Oh. No, you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want me to sing that. That's a, that's a good logo. Dee -dee -dee. Exactly. It's got, it's gone slow, is it? <laughs> oh, there we are. Oh. Teasing us. Oh, come on, don't be shy. Oh, yeah, go on, bang that one, see what happens. Is it not? It's really, really misbehaving, isn't it? Steve, we might need some money to get a new one of these. That's Fantastic. Thank you, James. Thank you for persevering. Yeah, look, um, uh, I know you know about this, but I just want to make sure you know about it. Uh, it's, it's a treat. Uh, on the 31st, obviously, it's for 4s to 11, so um, please be aware that that's coming up. And uh, if you know anyone who wants to come along and be involved with that, I know um, various bits of uh, promotion have gone on. I know uh, Gemma put it on Mum's Net, Seven Oaks Mum's Net, the other day, and that seems to have generated a whole load of interest. We put it on Facebook. Um, we, we're trying to promote this well because we do believe this is a, just a good event. So, uh, so be aware of that, 31st. Is everyone aware of this one? Yes, good. Okay, um, so please be thinking about uh, potentially who could come. It's just, it's going to be a great meal. We're going to have a, a nice, I think it's a three-course meal together, and uh, we're going to hear David speak. Now, uh, David Hamilton's a Northern Irish guy, and um, he, uh, uh, for the last 30 years, has been a pastor and an evangelist and has seen thousands of people come to Christ. So he's a, it's a proper, full-on evangelist. This, is, this, this guy does the job. So, uh, and he's coming here. 
So just be encouraged. And apparently he's a great storyteller. Storytelling. He's got this amazing um, encounter where he, uh, I've read his book, and he was totally disinterested in God. And he was involved with um, the Ulster Volunteer Force, which is basically a, was a terrorist organization. And they were fighting the IRA. And he was a violent man. And uh, he, he was quite violent in prison. And then one night in his cell, he heard a voice speak to him. And from going totally, I am not interested in God. I do, you know, he laughed at people when they said, you know, you'll become a Christian. The following day, he said, I believe. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Just a profound encounter in his cell that night. And then as time went on, this man just became more and more uh, uh, close to God. And he was the guy that started to lead other people to Christ in the cell and in the prison. God just radically got, and that's what he's been doing for the last 30 years. He's been leading people to Jesus. So um, I, I'm delighted, actually. I'm delighted that, that the kind of this level of gifting is coming through us. That's what we want, isn't it? You know, these big giftings. So um, if, if you know people that can come along, that would be great. And that's obviously on the 24th. That's the one, 25th. <laughs> Saturday the 25th. Yes, they do. Yes, um, I won't tell you who subbed that and uh, <clears throat> who didn't pick that up. Uh, that was me. <laughs> uh, that's just a mistake, an honest mistake. We had them printed, and I saw it, and I just screamed when I saw it. Having done that for 20 years as a professional, I should have got that right, shouldn't I? Right, there we go. Let's move on quickly. Um, uh, now, uh, Lindsay, how many did we have last year? It was about 100 ladies came through. Okay. And uh, are we promoting it more widely this year? We, we have, haven't we? Okay. Great. Okay. This is a hugely popular event, and uh, it's just a lovely way, isn't it? And you, you do an alpha video in the middle of it as well. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so please be promoting this. Um, uh, it's just a very, very good event. It's trying to take the walls down of the church and just to open the place up for our community to come in and just have a little taster and just to hear something of, you know, how to get more involved. So please be aware of that. 30th of November. Uh, Norman and Carol are coming next week. Well, Norman is. Is Carol coming as well? Yeah, good. So Norman is uh, is coming to speak, uh, uh, which would be fantastic. Then Terry Virgo is coming on the 10th of December, uh, which is absolutely wonderful to hear Terry. Again, just, you know, he's he's, a, he's an apostle, really. Uh, he's, he operates on a high level. It's just wonderful to have this kind of gifting come through the church. So wonderful that he's going to be with us. And then Adrian Holloway is coming on Sunday the 24th. Now, do you, does everyone know who Adrian Holloway is? Yeah, okay. Uh, Adrian is a, he's an evangelist uh, with a tremendous healing gift, would you say? That's, uh, so he often goes to uh, New Day, and all our kids know him and love him. And he, he uh, has done a lot of work in Christian unions across the country. So last uh, uh, Christmas... 
he was did a number of universities at Southampton University. I think it was 2,000 people went to hear him over three different services. The Christian Union at Southampton got together. They put and he saw hundreds of students stand. And almost wherever he goes, he sees, you know, 10s, 20s, 30s, 40s, hundreds of people give their lives to Christ. He's an evangelist. And uh, uh, also the other thing he does uh, very, uh, you know, effectively at New Day is he prays for the sick. And hundreds of people come forward testifying, I've been healed of this or that or backs or necks. Or, and there's just a long line of them queuing up. And he just the microphone like that. And they say, well, this happened. I got healed. This happened. So he's a, he's a very, very gifted guy. And uh, the reason this, this man is uh, getting involved is because Ian had a conversation with him. And he said, hello, Adrian. My name's Ian. Can I carry your bags, please? Something like that. Yeah, okay. Well, that's my paraphrase of it. So he made contact with Ian to say, can I come on the 24th, Sunday the 24th? Uh, so we're going to do two carol services over Christmas this year. So uh, Adrian will be coming on Sunday the 24th at 4 o'clock. We're going to have a 4 o'clock service. The week before, the 17th, we're going to have a six o'clock carol service. So there are going to be two carol services on the 17th and the 24th. Okay, we'd planned the 17th, and that, to, to be honest, makes a lot more sense for people. We're trying the 24th this year just because some people have said to us, I really like going to church on Christmas Eve. There is a window for some people to come on Christmas Eve. And uh, so instead of having a, our service in the morning, we'll have it at four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, we're just trying to think, how do we make the most of this opportunity that's come our way? How do we alter it? And, and how do we have two bites of the cherry in terms of inviting people in? So we'll get some invites done with, um, I guess, you know, the 17th on one side, the 24th on the other. But it's six o'clock and then four o'clock. So um, just we just felt that the later service uh, on the 24th would be too late. So 4 o'clock, we think, yeah. So people have really finished by 6 o'clock. They go home and have their glass of sherry or whatever they want to do with it. With their, you, know, their, you know what I mean? And then they've got the evening. So that's what we're going to try. Okay. And that is it. So thank you. Brilliant. Thanks for coming out tonight. <laughs>